This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Do you know who Stephen Gilbo is? No, you don't. No, you don't. After a while, you get to know who the who the ministers are, the the cabinet ministers in Ottawa, the cabinet ministers in uh, Queens Park, all of the, you know, the people who make decisions that affect our lives. So Stephen Gilbo is the Heritage Minister of Canada, and the reason you don't know—in fact, I didn't know his name until today. I guess I knew his name, but I didn't know he was associated to that title, other than maybe I read it on the day that uh, Trudeau appointed the cabinet. Anyway, this guy, I don't mean to be disrespectful by calling him this guy, but honest to God, I can't believe stuff like this. He's, as heritage minister, he's responsible for uh, communications policy. So the Canadian Radio Television Communications Commission, which controls everything from cellular phones to the internet to uh, whether or not stations like ours are licensed or are not licensed or what what the rules are under which we operate all those kinds of things and so he gets on one of the uh well i'm going to tell you he gets on ctv's question period this weekend and uh he's asked uh, what's uh, going to happen with this this list of 90 some odd recommendations to change communications policy in canada and what comes out is that they're considering regulating and licensing organizations to post news on the internet so the big ones you, you kind of can understand maybe with facebook and uh, what they may and may not put uh, up there under the guise of news. Maybe. It's a big maybe. And then small guys. Like, say, I want to start a site called uh, Peter Sherman Says. And uh, I start posting news uh, according to the way I see it. Kind of like when I do a talk show. You hear my opinions. I hear your opinions. Together we put out opinions uh, as well as report the news. So we, we interpolate the news or we extract the news or we extrapolate the news. Pick a word. So I would have to get a license in. And he does say, by way of clarification, it would be a lesser onus on the small guys and a larger onus on the large guys. And so people are getting um, a little bit more than annoyed. They're saying, wait a minute, that's like anti-charter. That's controlling freedom of the press and freedom of expression, which are all guaranteed under the charter. What are you talking about? And by the time this stuff hits mainstream news, which it did over the course of the weekend, there's Stephen Gilbo uh, today before midday saying no no i didn't mean it i'm not doing it we have he says uh i i uh, i'm a rookie well he didn't say that i said it and uh he's charged with modernizing canada's telecommunications law and he spoke to reporters today in the morning and he said he recognizes there was confusion and he thought it was important to clarify that the government doesn't intend to to license news outlets And I'm quoting here, and then I'm going to bring a guest on who's going to talk to us about this. We are committed to a free and independent press, which is essential to our democracy. Our focus will be and always has been to ensure that Canadians have access to a diversity of high-quality and credible news sources. Well, I'm sure he's a nice guy, and I'm sure that, per his title, he's an honorable guy. But I get a little worried when you hear something like that on the weekend and then Monday morning after the stuff hits the fan, he's out there telling reporters, no, no, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Jocelyn Bamford is president and founder coalition of concerned manufacturers and businesses of Canada. Jocelyn, you're concerned about this. Of course I am. And every Canadian should be because I don't buy it for one second. And even when he walked it back, read through exactly what he says, where he says, our focus will be and always has been to ensure Canadians have access to 
to diversity of high-quality, incredible news sources. So what's the definition of high-quality, incredible news sources? Do they get to decide? Do we get to decide? I was going to say it's not Jocelyn's or Peter's definition, that's for sure. Right, absolutely. So even, uh, first of all, I think he meant it. He thought he would slide that through, and when there was this big backlash, they came out with this carefully crafted uh, uh, statement that doesn't make me feel any better either. So we shouldn't buy it for a second. And I'm reminded of the French philosophy for Charles Montague when he said, constant experience shows us that every man invested with power is apt to abuse it and to carry his authority as far as it will go. And this is an example of that. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, and we see this often, and we also see walkbacks sometimes. I understand when a guy makes a mistake, but this one is just way too big to go on national television and say, here's what we're going to do, and then turn around not 48 hours later and say, no, no, didn't mean it. Sorry. Uh, forget I ever said anything. These are the same guys, the same government, essentially, the Trudeau government, that said, we're going to create a, a $600 million fund, and we're going we're gonna to seed new media so that we're sure that we keep some media in business because uh, they're being threatened by online and yada 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 and the next thing you do is you review all communications policy in the country and you get uh, some kind of a, a gold ribbon list of 97 suggestions as to what you could do to change things and uh, and a minister who comes out and says we're going to uh, license you before you can put what is purported to be news on the internet or anywhere else. Now there's a, there's a piece of me that says, I don't want to read stuff and have to interpret what is the fake news. You know, the stuff you see on Facebook that looks like it's the front page of a newspaper on the one hand, on the other hand, I also don't want any government of any stripe to tell me what it is. I may or may not digest. Of course, and the best indication of future behavior is past behavior. And unfortunately, with this federal government, we've seen a, a continual infringement of government in areas they ought not to be. We have Judy Wilson-Raybould, Vice Admiral Mark Norman, just recently the book that Ezra Levant uh, came out with. And whether you like Ezra or don't like Ezra, I think it's pretty scary when he's hauled up onto the carpet and interviewed in a Gestapo-like fashion because he wrote a book. These are things that we should all be concerned about. And and I'll tell you about our experience at the coalition. We have a Facebook page, 48 hours before the last uh, federal election, and we registered as a third party. Our Facebook page was shut down. No explanation. You just cannot, you're no longer allowed to share um, with the, those that subscribe to um, seeing what we put on our Facebook page. Did we, you ever get to the bottom of it? Uh, in other words, not. Um, nope. what, uh, you, so you don't know because there's there's the conspiracy theory pe- people out there who would say, well, you know, there's there's a relationship between how Facebook and whether Facebook operates uh, and operates the way it does in Canada and uh, the government and what it wants to exercise and how it thinks. Maybe just maybe there's a phone picked up in Ottawa and Facebook shuts down your page. Now I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying there are people who suggest that. On the other side, there's Facebook sometimes being overzealous and saying we're not putting that out there. What do you think? What, what do you think it was? Uh, well, we um, are very careful on our Facebook page. We only publish articles that are in 
and mainstream media. So we take uh, media uh, articles and we push them forward. So it's not like we are are publishing uh, uh, posters that we get from made up on our on our own dime. We're pa- we're passing on. We're purveyors of current events and current news stories. So the fact that they would shut us down with absolutely no explanation, and we we requested some information, they didn't provide us any. That's troubling to me, and 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 that has happened more than people realize, and it's it becomes very concerning when when we see increasingly there's no critical thought. We see it in our schools with our kids. We see um, that there's only one narrative and never shall you question the other narrative. And and freedom is a fragile thing. And I don't think we're teaching our kids uh, in school and our citizens and in the general public how fragile that is. And you know, it's concerning to me that we need to preserve our freedom of speech. We need to preserve our our, our uh, democratic institutions. And and again, another quote from this Charles Montague, uh, Montesquieu is the tyranny of of a prince in an oligarchy is not so dangerous to the public welfare as the apathy of citizens in a democracy. So we need to be aware of that. We cannot be apathetic. Okay, fine. Well, i got to, I got to interrupt because we're running out of time, and I, I do have a final question. Yes. If you had the ear of Stephen Gilbo and you could whisper in it and get anything you wanted, what would you ask for in terms of communication policy? Or would you just say, hey, we have certain freedoms and those are part of them? I say we have certain freedoms, and people need to be able to speak, and we need to teach people to think critically, hear both sides, and make up their own mind. There you go. Jocelyn Bamford, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Peter. Have a great day. You do the same. Jocelyn Bamford is president and founder of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada, talking about first we will and then we won't on uh, licensing of uh, media that post on the Internet. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.